Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Pole Position Podcast uh, for the 2021 F1 season and quite possibly the best race of the season so far. Uh, myself, uh, Jack Price, is joined by uh, my guest as usual, Jamie Davis. Uh, we both did a live stream for uh, the, the race on the Let's Talk Sport YouTube channel and wow, did we not go through every emotion possible in that race, Jamie. It had everything from Max Verstappen, um, Lewis Hamilton and Charles Leclerc at the beginning of the race, Ferrari, Mercedes, Red Bull all fighting at the top and then to top it all off, we had Sergio Perez win the race. Now, as a Mexican fan from your side, how happy are you that Sergio Perez came out on top in this race? <laughs> I mean, wow. <laughs> Never did I think during that race that I expect. I said Prez will get a podium, but he won't win the race. Because when Verstappen and Hamilton are there, you'd think, no, this yeah. is, this is, he's not going to beat them two, who are clearly much quicker and have more experience over Prez when being at the front. But no, I did not expect Verstappen. And Hamilton to fail. I mean, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. I know Perez will take the win because of a couple of the drivers failing at the end and not finishing the race. But at the end of the day, a win's a win. Yeah. And it shows that despite the early pressures I think he's had at Red Bull, he's gone and got his first ever race win within six races yeah. at Red Bull, which I think he deserves a lot of credit for. Yeah. So absolutely thrilled for him. Absolutely thrilled for him. And I think... Um, you know, gets him third in the championship and Red Bull can actually say they've had a good day. Yeah, absolutely. It didn't look like it when uh, Max Verstappen had his issue, I think around lap 46 out of 51, was controlling the race for most of it, you know, and, and um, obviously Leclerc was on pole position at the beginning. Um, both Verstappen and Hamilton sort of brushed past Leclerc after a few laps um, and it, yeah, it was very much sort of um, them two in, in the content, contention. But I think after maybe the, the first rounds of pit stops, Max Verstappen was sort of leading the pace for most of it. it was about um, four to, to, to five seconds in front of Perez for uh, most mm. of the half of the race and be able to control the, the pace. Hamilton struggled to get past Perez, so it's a great job from, from Perez on that side as well. But we're only a few laps to go. We obviously saw Lance Stroll um, go out halfway through the race, which brought out a safety car. Only one safety car, actually, which was surprising. I thought there would be more on it. We obviously go on to the red flag a little bit later, but um, you know, Stroll have obviously had that issue. But on lap 46, um, when he looked so much in control... Max Verstappen um, has a, a puncture and, and yeah, sort of spins out on the sort of uh, pit straight a little bit further on to where Lance Stroll had the same um, tyre issues as well. Absolutely gutting for Max Verstappen, but it looked to be um, gutting for Red Bull as well in terms of the championship against Mercedes because Hamilton was obviously in second place at that point. So it was looking like a bit of a poor day for, for, for Red Bull in that perspective for the championship. But um, yeah, Verstappen looked in control, unlucky. To, to, to not get any points, but absolute bonus on his side that Hamilton had an issue as well. <laughs> you, I mean, Hamilton will take that really badly as well because if he hadn't won the race, no shame, you'd have still got points over Verstappen and been top of the championship. I think second or third, anything like that would have been absolutely fine for Hamilton. And of course, of course he's got to go for the win. But to go out like that when he had Perez, let's be honest, Perez looked like he was going to get second after that first turn. But to, to lose the car out like that, it's going to haunt him. Yeah. Um, because it's it's we've still got plenty of races still to go. Plenty of opportunities for you know both drivers to have a go at going top again and all that. 
But if he loses the World Championship, Jack, by just a few points, he'll look back at that and it will haunt him. Absolutely. And, and from what I can see on the, the notes, it looks like he was, had a discussion with his engineer, Pete Bonington, at the end as well. and he, he said About to, Perez's rear arse. Yes. A lot of people are laughing at that. <laughs> I did mention that at the, at the end when he said, um, you know, Perez's his rear looks, um, I can't remember, what, what did he say? It looks great. Or I can't remember what he actually pointed in there. Uh, he's got so much rear or something <laughs> from, from uh, Lewis Hamilton. But most importantly, in regards to him losing it on the, the standing start after the red flag, he said he'd left the one of the, the brake switches on, or they called it the magic button on the restart. He should have turned it off when they sort of um, rolled up to the, the grid again. Uh, and obviously that contrib- contrib- and contributed into his turn uh, one fiasco. But that's the second mistake in six races, really, with his mistake he had in Imola, again, which we live streamed. Is, is more mistakes than we've seen from Hamilton in a while. Is this actually pressure from this actual battle he's having this year, do you think? Or is it just that uh, they're just, just happening? I just wonder, I, I think we've got to look at the fact that Red Bull clearly had a better car than Mercedes this weekend, just looking at the race pace, because... When Perez was defending his second place, we both thought that at some point Hamilton was going to take over, and he never did. Yeah, never did throughout the whole race. And this, we're talking early laps here, all the way up until Verstappen went out of the race, and the race had to be suspended for a good half an hour or so. Yeah, and I do think maybe just for this weekend, the Honda was much more uh, fitable for for them on in the Baku circuit. Because look at the AlphaTauri; they got third as well with a Honda engine. So I do think, I, I don't think Hamilton should take it so badly in terms of the way it's gone. But I do think at the same time, he's got to be concerned because we're seeing quite a championship battle here. Still, lots of races to go, but at the moment it's Verstappen he's holding on at the moment. Yeah, and, and for points on, in terms of Verstappen, then was obviously gutting because he was basically in control of that race, wasn't it? Had it not been for the tyre problems. Yeah, yeah, and, and I and I think this is where Pirelli have got a lot to deal with because I said to you, if it happens to one driver, not many people will talk about it. They'll just say it'll just it's just a one-off maybe. But when two cars do it on the same area of the track with the same tyre as well, pretty yeah. much, yeah. Um, yeah, that's definitely a Pirelli issue there, I think. And I think we'll hear in the next few days uh, what Pirelli will do. But I still believe in this whole thing of let's get two tyre manufacturers I think there should be a choice I think there should be some competition uh, on who to go for like we do with engines in a way um, you know there's different types of engines different types of of supplies etc and I think it should be the same with with tyres yeah uh, it's definitely a discussion to have for sure because it is strange that you know they had two tyre sort of issues on the same corner um, as it were on you know exactly the same tyre compound as well which is supposed to be the most durable one which is the the hard compound tyre so yeah definitely something to look at so a fantastic day for Sergio Perez and obviously for Red Bull as well because even though Verstappen doesn't get any points both Mercedes drivers don't we'll just quickly mention Bottas because um, 12th place started 10th didn't really get anywhere and and like I say he's um, both Giovinazzi Raikkonen finished ahead of him just uh, nowhere was he absolutely nowhere what the hell happened with that car yeah surely must have been a car issue i haven't seen anything yet no i haven't i mean no one's really talked i mean to be honest with you because of what we saw in the race i completely forgot about potas yeah um but yeah i'm not sure because i'm hoping for his sake the car wasn't very good and it had the worst parts compared to hamilton's but 
yeah, it's not looking good because Red Bull are no doubt for me. I've got a better second driver at the moment. Yeah. I think this is when they the recruitment of Perez has been justified. Yeah. No, absolutely. I think Bottas had an absolute nightmare. I think he was unlucky in qualifying yesterday, so hampered him, you know, where he started today. But yeah, just yeah. woeful. We know Mercedes isn't good in traffic, but that's just a bit of a uh, a joke, isn't it? So yeah, not a great day for Mercedes. Scored no points. The the top two stay exactly the same on points as well because neither of them scored any. Verstappen, I think, got the fastest lap, but of course, doesn't count if you're not in the in the top ten. But let's go back to the the nicer side and what happened, and go back to the podium. Obviously, Sergio Perez absolutely ecstatic, but someone else we're we're evilly happily uh, happy for is Sebastian Vettel finishing in second place. Um, Sebastian Vettel, absolutely fantastic performance. Got driver of the day as well. Well deserved. I mean, I can't, I can't believe it. Like in, in in just a few races, Vettel, who looked like we had, we had even podcasts of David Coulthard um, criticizing Vettel by saying how he's gone from a world champion to now being a forgotten driver. Yeah. And in the last two races, Vettel's actually got himself in a good patch, fifth in Monaco, which you feel like that might have just been a one-off just one of those weekends for Vettel but the fact that he's been able to do it again this weekend he's, 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 he's nailed it and he, he would have got podium anyway even if it wasn't for Hamilton going off the track so he, podium was pretty much sorted for him as long as he uh, kept his position on the first turn when they restarted so I, I, I am happy for Vettel and I hope for his sake his confidence has gone right up after that yeah, and like I said, we saw after him when he was doing the interviews, a happy Vettel as well. And like you said, the confidence from the race in Monaco, uh, great strategy by the team. But this one, again, sort of went on a, a longer stint and had fresher tyres you know, going to that point when Verstappen had an issue as well. So possibly if another driver had it not maybe gone to a red flag situation where they were able to put... Um, new tyres on, maybe could have uh, you know clawed some some more points back up. But second place is mm. is fantastic for for Aston Martin and and Pierre Gasly as well for Alfa Tauri. I mean again, you know like you said uh, during the live stream, Gasly may be a little bit annoyed that Perez as the number two driver actually won the race because he obviously wants that seat. But in terms of Gasly, still a great position to be on another podium for him. Yeah, I mean Gasly, you do surely he's not going to be Alfa Tauri next year. Like, surely he's got to move on. Yeah. Because he's he won a race last year. He got a podium as well uh, the year before that when he had to make the switch back to Alfa Tauri. Well, it was Tara Rossa, I think, at the time. And then to get a podium again today, which he was fourth in qualifying. And he's proven that he can hold the car up and still get it even doing better. Yeah. And, I'm, and our friend Connor told, asked us if... The, if Gasly would improve today before the race had started and I honestly didn't think so because if the usual faces of Verstappen, Bottas and Hamilton are there at least then probably not Yeah. Um, but Charles Leclerc proved that he couldn't keep the car out at the front with the race pace he struggled against an Alfa Tari. I'm not saying that's Leclerc's fault it's probably just a car issue with Baku on the street circuits but mm. I think for, for Gasly that's an amazing I mean fourth would have been a great result but third it's just an absolute bonus for him and Alfa Tauri. And for me, I just think it's getting to that point with Gasly where he can't have one more season in an Alfa Tauri. Maybe be at the team for the rest of the season. And he clearly loves it there. He's clearly got close friends that he's got in the coach because he clearly enjoys winning and celebrating with them every time. But yeah. at some point, you just got to think, well, this 
talent's being wasted, and that's no thanks to Christian Horner. Yeah, but where would he go? That's the thing. I don't know. I mean, is is Prez warming the seat up for him? Uh, we we will have to see if Prez's season doesn't go as well as I hope. Then maybe it is Gasly knocking on the door. But would Gasly take the seat again after what happened? Some people believe in the whole thing of, no, I could take that offer, but after what happened, I don't think it's worth it. Um, I think there would be an offer for Gasly somewhere. I, d- I don't know where, but when you look at the teams at the moment. Um, would McLaren give him a shot? Depends on how Daniel Ricciardo continues with this. This I, I just don't rate Daniel Ricciardo one bit. You know what I think of him? I think he's a very overrated driver. Um, and we'll see what happens. But where was Ricciardo? Where's Ricciardo been this season so far? Yeah. Compared to Lando Norris, but yeah. you know McLaren might want to look at him. Ferrari maybe. I know this seems daft what I'm saying, but sometimes it just you just see a really good talent in someone that's making a really average team look very very good yeah um, and I think it's hard to reject it's hard to go against what they're doing at the moment I think I think someone a team that maybe you you missed on that that maybe they could look at it as well considering how long Fernando Alonso might stay in the sport is another French driver for a French team could you look at yeah. maybe Ocon and Gasly for Alpine or whatever their name is going to be going forward perfect PR isn't it yeah. um, a French team with French drivers like when McLaren had Hamilton and Button you know in 2010 at the start of the season they had the two previous world champions yeah two British drivers for a British team yeah um, so yeah it, in terms of PR and all that it's perfect can't go wrong can't yeah. go wrong yeah well we'll see what, what happens to, to Pierre Gasly then but I think he certainly helped his sort of credentials and his CV he's finishing third in this uh, chaotic race that we've had quick mention on Charles Leclerc because obviously it doesn't if you looked at maybe at the start considering he had pole position not the greatest finishing in fourth place but considering during the race where we thought Ferrari would be maybe a lot further down finishing in fourth actually isn't that bad for, for Ferrari and Leclerc at the end I think I mean I think we're seeing from Ferrari that they're actually doing probably better than we thought yeah because at the end of the day, they're going to try and fight for the third place, aren't they? Yeah. And I think they're the favourites to get third place in the constructors. Um, McLaren have been great as well. Lando Norris, you know, he's in the top four, top five in the drivers' championship at the moment. So I think with Ferrari, they're doing okay. They're saving it for next year, I'm sure. We can both agree on that. But yeah. you know, declare another po- another pole position for him. That was two in a row. And that's nine career. That's nine career pole positions for him. Yeah. Um, but are we seeing this kind of Ferrari that we saw in 2013, where amazingly the Mercedes car has got qualifying pace, but come race day, it's just not as good. Yeah, I think that in terms of the Ferrari, it was great. It, it did. Look, I think it, they were suited for qualifying yesterday, which hampered them in the in the race today. I think, like I said, Matteo Bonotto said after the qualifying that they may struggle in the race tomorrow because maybe they've geared up for the, the one yeah. lap pace um, for, for qualifying. So, But yeah, fourth place overall. I mean, Carlos Sainz actually finishing in eighth position, if I just go on to the second Ferrari driver, actually getting some points when he, he looked like he'd had a mishap. You said on the stream how well he was doing and then less than half a lap later he's he's gone down the slip road. <laughs> so, uh, but, but even after that and falling down the order again, still gets some points. So a double point scoring finish for, for Ferrari 
Um, like you said, McLaren is sort of you know in that same position for third place. Again, they have two drivers in the points. Uh, Lando Norris finishing in fifth. Um, Daniel Ricciardo in, in ninth place. I mean, it's a bit of a surprise actually to see, to see Norris finishing in fifth. Obviously, we've had people that retired like Verstappen and Hamilton, but McLaren had a very lonely, like quiet race. We didn't really see much from the, the McLaren boys, really. No, I, I mean, not their circuit, I don't think. No, but we didn't I see anything. There was not really much action going on for them, was there? They didn't really see well, it. No, I mean, it, it, I think they have just had a quiet, a quiet race, haven't they? Yeah. Um, but again, when you look at when you look at how Norris is doing this season, I think it was he was in the top five at one point, but he he did have a grid penalty. So that let's not forget about that the red flag issue on um, yeah, Saturday, on Saturday yeah. kind of ruined the ruined the ruined what happened for him. Yeah, but I think you know at the end of the day, fifth place isn't bad. Um, for Lando Norris after what happened, yeah. um, I think it's been a good weekend for McLaren. They just—it's one of those weekends where at least they can say they had two drivers finishing in the top ten, when the likes of Red Bull and Mercedes were are trying to get further and further away with their drivers. Yeah, no, absolutely. And like I say, and, and um, I mean, mentioned there also in sixth position for Fernando Alonso. He was wandering around, maybe just inside the top ten at one point, in and around Ricardo and Raikkonen, but managed to get his way up into sixth place. Didn't really see much of him, but that's another strong Fernando Alonso performance, like a uh, former world champion plucking the points out of nowhere. I completely forgot he got six. No, no, that's what I'm saying. It's like out of nowhere, isn't it? He just sort of made them positions his own. He had a great start, though, didn't he? He went up three places, I think, at the start of the race. Yeah. yeah Prez did the same, so... Yeah, Alonso, as he's known for, is those start races. He just seems to gain places out of nowhere, yeah. um, which just makes him really talented. But it's good to see him getting some points and actually doing better than Ocon for a change. I know Ocon had to retire early on, yeah. which looked to have been a manufacturer problem, but oh, sorry, mechanical problem. But it's 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 good to see because again, it's it's just like with Vettel, but with Alonso needs to have a good result to just remind himself that yes I can do it yeah um, despite how long I've been out for or how long it's been since I was at this point but also Ocon you know you mentioned obviously I think he was like lap four or lap five that he went out due to um, looks like an engine issue I haven't had, we haven't had a confirmation on that while we're recording but um, looked like it was an engine issue but he also looked pretty good he made some places up the, the order as well and, and Alpine did look strong here so they might be a little bit disappointed that Ocon wasn't able yeah. to maybe get some points he could have been up there in and around Gasly and, and uh, Leclerc um, third and fourth if they continued that as well so I, I think Aston Martin would say the same thing because I think Stroll was on a good long stint he hadn't stopped he was the only one that hadn't pitted was he before he had that um, tyre issue for Stroll I think so. yeah I, 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 that's the one thing I would really like to see, which is what was the problem um, with, yeah. with the tyres? Was it was it was it was it Red Bull and Aston Martin's fault for using them for too long? Maybe. Yeah. I don't know, because um, hard tyres don't last that long, do they? Uh, and it's it's it, it is it is a bit of a concern how they were both the same tyres, and on the and on on the rear as well. I'm not really sure what to think of it. Yeah, um, and I think it's we'll, we'll have to wait and see if Pirelli um, announce anything in regards to 
the investigations for, for both tyres, but it is weird that they were on the same tyre. Because I think, like we said, we mentioned Silverstone 2013. I think they were all the same. Were they all the same tyre as well, I think? It was always the rear tyres, wasn't it, I think? Yeah. It was definitely they shredded, for Hamilton. didn't they? They, they, like, they shredded, yeah. They shredded it was, completely. They were this, crazy. This, this was just a puncture. Puncture, yeah. Um, it's, it's a weird one. I mean, I don't know how you'd even start on that, but my analysis straight away would be, is it just possible that maybe the cars used them for too long? Yeah. And and then obviously when we had the restart after Verstappen, everyone changed their tyres to softs. Yeah. And obviously nothing was really going to be dramatic in the last two laps, but if the, you know there's still that little thing in you thinking that oh god, someone's tyres are going to blow up in a minute. <laughs> that was the thing. I wasn't sure whether they would go back out on the older tyres they had, but considering they've been there so long for safety reasons I expect they probably had to change them because they then tyres had gone maybe almost 30 laps for some drivers then they'd go back to being cold again even though they're in the blankets they don't get like yeah. the actual race warm up as it were so even after one lap they probably would have been absolutely trash so I think maybe <laughs> they decided to put to, to, to allow everyone to put the softs on but um, yeah I mean well, as, be... you, as you said uh... As you said, uh, you want to keep it as memorabilia. <laughs> if I was, if that. I was, yeah, if I was Max Verstappen and I won the championship at the end of the season, I would take the tire issue I had and sort of have it as a a, a memento, as it were, because like this, this could have been the tire that screwed me. But luckily, Lewis had <laughs> Lewis did his own thing, and Lewis uh, <laughs> Lewis forgot to pr- press the button. <laughs> Lewis, yeah, Lewis forgot to press the magic button, as it were. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but if we go, uh, let me just have a look. Who who have we got left there? Sonoda in, in seventh place again. You know, obviously AlphaTauri third and, and seventh. Good points for them. You know, very much still in the mix with Ferrari, McLaren um, to possibly get that um, sort of third place. I think it will be obviously still between um, McLaren and Ferrari. But if AlphaTauri can continue this this momentum, um, Daniel Ricciardo, like I said, ninth. Kimi Raikkonen finishing off the. The final point score finish. Um, Giovinazzi or the the Italian Jesus, as our stream likes to <laughs> to call him, just missed out on the the points in the eleventh place. But yeah, Kimi Raikkonen getting the the final point. We've mentioned Bottas is like uh, at- atrocious thing. I'm not sure what happened there at all. We might get some information from Mercedes to say there were an issue, but yeah, it just wasn't a great day for for Bottas. Wasn't the 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 first Finn um, Raikkonen beat him to it this time round. And then we've got the two Hasses. So we've obviously <laughs> we've got Schumacher and Mazepin. Technically says on the the classification that he finished above Hamilton. So I, I, I'm not too sure if that is actually the 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 the, the confirmed race cla- uh, classification. But we have got Schumacher, then Mazepin, and then Lewis Hamilton in 15th position. Um, we then have Nicholas Latifi in 16th. Uh, and George Russell, I think, was a, a loss of power. So I don't think he finished the last couple of laps. I think that was an issue. He went into the pits, didn't he, just before the standing start. So that, I yeah. think, was a was a loss of power for him. Uh, and then, of course, we have Max Verstappen, uh, who went out on lap 46. Lance Stroll had a tyre issue. He also went out, caused a safety car. Uh, and Esteban Ocon uh, went out a couple of laps before. So if I just mention the driver standings, Jamie... Uh, n- that neither of the top two have finished. Uh, neither of the top two have made any gains because obviously both of them got no <laughs> points or nil points. So make the most out of that. Yeah, one hundred five still for Max Verstappen and one hundred one still for, for for Lewis Hamilton. Sergio Perez obviously gained some. 
Um, this time around, now third, like you said, um, on 69 points. Lando Norris did get some, but um, Sergio Perez obviously gets the, the win. So Lando Norris is on 66. Uh, Leclerc, 52 points. Bottas in sixth place with 47 points only. But the only consolation for him is that his teammate didn't get any points either. So there wasn't really much to, to spare there. Carlos Sainz, seventh. Uh, Gasly, eighth. Vettel, ninth now on the... In terms of the Drivers' Championship, Daniel Ricciardo in, in 10th place. Uh, if I just quickly go to the Constructors, because obviously there will be some gains for Red Bull this weekend with Perez winning. Um, Mercedes getting nothing. So uh, Red Bull are now on 174 points um, with Mercedes on uh, 148. Um, Ferrari are pretty close with McLaren with 94 and 92 uh, for McLaren on 92. Um, Alfa Tauri in 5th, uh, Aston Martin 6th with some points today, uh, today. Alpine 7th, Alfa Romeo uh, with 2 points now uh, in 8th, Haas with 0 and uh, Williams also uh, with 0 points. But if I just quickly go say back to the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, complete opposite really to, to, to Monaco, we didn't do a podcast for that but ultimately the Monaco Grand Prix was okay, I know you did a live stream for it but it's 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 the qualifying for Monaco, isn't it? Whereas at least with Baku, yeah. I think it was both because both of them were entertaining. It was both, yeah, yeah. yeah. Baku for me is the modern day street circuit, yeah. where I think it suits the 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 modern day Formula One car, but also you do have some action as well. Yeah. Um. You know there are still a lot of corners that you can't really overtake on, but you've got that long straight and turn one, exactly, which has proven to be the best part of the circuit in my eyes. Uh. I just, I just think it's been great. I can't recall an Azerbaijan race being crap. Like, there's no. always something that's happened. I mean, the Ricardo Verstappen crash on the straight. Um, I think Lance Stroll, Stroll got his podium. Yeah, yeah. Got his podium there yeah, and yeah. got pipped to third at the end on the straight from yeah. Bottas, I think it was. But yeah, I, it's always had memories already, and we've only had the circuit since 2016 or 17. Yeah, yeah. Um, Prez got podium once as well with racing points. So. There's been a lot of stories from that circuit in the very short time it's been on the calendar. My problem is with Monaco is, even if the cars aren't going to be as big as they were this year when the new regulations are in next year, yeah. I just don't think Monaco's modern. I just feel like it's a tradition that it has to be there because it's been there since the very first day of F1 pretty much. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying get rid of it, but maybe change the track a little. Um, maybe add that? new things. I, I don't know. the track? Well... Is it Formula E? They have it like they've got features of the circuit that aren't the full circuit, if that makes sense. Like they go to a different route instead. Okay. Um, I, I don't watch Formula E, so I don't know what the <laughs> Monaco race is like, but I just think, you know, maybe change it a little bit. Mm. Because it's, it's, what, what's the point? You can't overtake. Yeah. What, what's that? That's not racing. Yeah. It's just to say, I was fastest before, that's why I won. Um, and it's Basically. just not that's not it shouldn't be that I, I, I I'll be happy to see Monaco go a lot of F1 fans would jump on my back and say no you can't say that well I want to see a race <laughs> yeah. I don't want to see boredom um, and Mon Azerbaijan I think is a good example of being a street circuit for once I actually quite like yeah um, I, and I think I mean, Singapore's happy. been boring as well yeah well I was going to mention that I think we're happy to have other races coming through in other street circuits but they have to be 
worth it or entertaining. Like Saudi, Saudi Arabia, I'm not too sure about because it's a street circuit, but I, I don't know about that one. And same with Miami, it's a street circuit, yeah. but again, I don't know about the the overtakes or how enjoyable it's going to be as a race. Whereas Baku has the sort of twisting turns going up the, the castle bit as well, quite narrow there, yeah. like you said. But it also has that long straight where the, the DRS can be used and the toe can be used to, to, to get them overtakes done. So it has a good combination. I think it's been one of the best calendars, uh, best races we've had added to the calendar for a, um, for a long time. I think if, yeah. if we say we lost a race like that, it'd be like losing Malaysia, for example, because I think losing, oh. losing that was a, a great um, track. And we've still got some circuits see, like Monaco, for example, that you don't really get anything from. But you see, this is when I would have the likes of Malaysia and Turkey back on the calendar instead of Monaco and Singapore. Yeah. But they're, they're gonna they they need to go though there because that's where the money is. Yeah. Um. You know that there was a great blog I read recently about why F1 has these races, and it is simply because they they're going where the money is. Yeah. Regardless of what the racing will be like for the drivers, so you got to look at it from a business perspective and go fair enough but as a fan not for it yeah but very much um interested in seeing the 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 azerbaijan grand prix you know stay on the, the calendar for for a long period of time the next one up is the the french grand prix this one's not Enough really yeah this one. <laughs> this one's not really no one likes me. this one no I, I i've never seen anyone thrilled about the french the poor ricard circuit i mean i, I it's just there's so no, there's all odd. runoff isn't it it's all just like well, it's just so much boo on it. <laughs> it's like, where's the track? Yeah. <laughs> I've actually not watched the French Grand Prix yet, if that Have makes sense. Because I think, well, th- this is their this is their third one now. Third, I, think. I think, yeah. Uh, and the last two I've missed because I've been doing something else. So even if I do watch the next one, it'll be all new to me. And quite frankly, from what I've read, it's a very boring circuit. Yeah, it's not it's not the most entertaining. Like you said, it, it's not really like a street circuit like Baku. You, you know, if you crash out. Or if you have an issue, you know, there's very little runoff. Whereas uh, the French Grand Prix is all it's just all runoff. So yeah, uh, yeah, not too sure what that's going to be like. But then I think it's going to be a triple header next time round. So we've got the French Grand Prix and then two Austrian Grand Prix now in a row. Austrian Grand Prix yeah. normally brings something out, so two in a row there hopefully should be good. So we may have to deal with the French Grand Prix being a bit dull. And then hopefully have something a bit more entertaining in the the Austrian Grand Prix as well. But um, yeah, obviously great result, Jamie. Final point on on, on Sergio Perez um, winning the race. Yeah, um, delighted. I I think <laughs> he is literally right now proven that he is the second best driver when it comes to the teams. Yeah. Um, I think he has proven that Mercedes have got a problem with their second driver. Hence, it doesn't matter about the car, but. That's two races now. He's missed out on points, in it, and that to me could be why Red Bull might win the constructors this year. But we don't know who wins the drivers' championship. We'll see. Early days, but it's yeah, it's it's a great result for Perez, and I think when you win a race more than once, I think that makes it look better. Yeah, it's like you have one hit wonders, don't you? If you can do it more than once, then that looks good. <laughs> and I yeah. think Perez will just love the fact that he's experienced it again and hopefully that'll just determine him to do it again and again in the future 
Absolutely, and, and like you said during the stream, he's now uh, beaten the, the Pastor Maldonado record. <laughs> I've been waiting tw- nearly 10 years, but it's done. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, Sergio Perez has more wins than, than Pastor Maldonado, so if there's nothing else to round off this podcast, I, I don't know what is. That That is the, the fact that everybody needs to know. But um, yeah, thank you um, very much for obviously listening. If you joined us on the, the race live stream as well, uh, obviously welcome to the, the podcast, but um, we will obviously continue to do race live streams uh, throughout the year of course we're doing other ones as well like the MotoGP we're hoping to do as many races for them as possible the W Series as well you know obviously that'll be in line with the race weekends for the Formula 1 we're going to hope to try and do all of them I think there's 8 races um, for the W Series so obviously we'll try and do them the first are the two double headers in, in Austria so we'll be looking at them as well but obviously subscribe to the Let's Talk Sport YouTube channel if you haven't already we'll obviously like I said do all the, the race live streams and, and football watch alongs golf um, any others Jamie we've got any others plan obviously the Euros is coming Mo as well G- MoGP yeah Copa America the Euros a lot lot of sport but we'll try and cover as much as we can whenever we're free basically great, great day for, for Sergio Perez obviously winning in, in Baku um, not an issue really for, for Max Verstappen or Lewis Hamilton simply because neither of their rival got any points so it's uh, back to, to, to square one in terms of going to the French Grand Prix but great result for Vettel as well and Pierre Gasly um, so yeah absolutely fantastic day for, for them three but yeah thank you very much for, for, for listening to the podcast Jamie thank you very much for, for being on you're welcome and I, uh, we uh, will both um, see you all in, in the next video as well so uh, yeah thank you very much for listening and uh, we'll see you soon Take care. Bye. (laughs) Viva Mexico.